When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Grant Napier here on Listen Up. I hope you are having a great day as we get close to uh, wrapping up the week. Hope that uh, the week has been a good one for you. A short week with the 4th of July holiday. Uh, NBA Summer League beginning to start. Uh, I, for one, am uh, not really paying attention to NBA. Uh, I think that's uh, always something that you want to look at. Uh, but other than that, uh, to me, NBA Summer League is uh, absolutely worth this. And I don't get carried away. I think I've talked about this in the past. I don't get carried away on even uh, if a rookie looks really good in Summer League. They should look really good in Summer League because they're playing against non-NBA competition uh, for the most part. And I think that sometimes uh, we need to really keep sight of that. I, I've I believe this to be true. If you are an NBA draft pick, and by that I mean, let's just talk about lottery picks for a moment, okay? If you're a lottery pick in the NBA and you do not look good in summer league, then we've got some problems, okay? Because if you're a lottery pick in the NBA and you do not perform well in summer league, and you don't look like you belong, then what makes you think you're going to look like you belong when you step up onto the big dance floor with the uh, NBA? And we've seen it before if you're a fan of the Sacramento Kings, all right? There have been many examples of NBA players, all right? And I call them NBA players because once you sign an NBA contract and you have a guaranteed deal and you're a lottery pick, you know, it's not like you're going to be cut. You're going to be on the team. Uh, I told you the story about Thomas Robinson. When the Kings drafted Thomas Robinson, when I got to Summer League, I don't know, Summer League had already been going on for like two days. And Bobby Jackson, I ran into him. And I said, how's Thomas looking? He goes, he can't play. I'm like, man, he's hurt? He goes, no, he can't play. I go, what do you mean he can't play? He said he can't play. He's, he's just, he, he's, I'm telling you, dude, he can't play. I'm like, you are kidding me. He goes, nope. And I was just like, wow, that's two days in the summer league. Bobby Jackson was telling me that. And I was just blown away. I was absolutely blown away. So don't get too wrapped up in summer league. You know, obviously in the first couple of games uh, in the uh, California Classic, Kick and Murray look good and that's what you want. Just like Chad Holmgren. Uh, but that doesn't mean you're going to just tear up the league uh, when the season starts. But what it does mean, all right, if you go, if you have a player that 
looks lost out on the floor, okay, and isn't doing much, then you're like, oh, boy, you know, it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. All right. Uh, if you want to get on the show today, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. If you want to talk NFL, you want to talk about uh, the Carolina Panthers, do you think that Baker Mayfield is going to be the starting quarterback with the Carolina Panthers? I mean, I do. He's better than Sam Donald's, right? I don't, I don't think there's any question about that. I'd be very surprised if Mayfield is not the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. And you look at Matt Rule, who's the head coach. He doesn't have time to be wasting, all right? His days are numbered. He needs to win and win this year and show big-time improvement. So I'd be very surprised if Baker Mayfield is not the quarterback. Now, what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo? All right, that's the next big question. And when you look at jobs in the National Football League, I mean, the only the only franchise right now that you can look at and say, boy, they could really use a quarterback are the Seattle Seahawks. All right, you're going to go with Drew Locke and Geno Smith. So I don't see Seattle going for Garoppolo. I don't think that's going to happen. But I do I do find it odd that the Carolina Panthers were able to get a quarterback like Baker Mayfield for a conditional fifth-round pick that could, that could, if he plays 70% of the snaps this year for the Panthers, become a fourth-round pick. You're getting now think about the draft. We always talk about the draft, right? Think about that draft of Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. And now they're both teammates. All right. Can you imagine if in that draft somebody told you that in the 2022 season, you're going to have Sam Darnold. And Baker Mayfield be teammates. Are you kidding me? I mean, seriously, can you imagine that? What, what, like, how odd is that? Right? And it just goes to show you how you cannot predict what's going to happen in the National Football League when it comes to the draft. I talk about this all the time. Think about all the mistakes that are made in the NFL draft. Correct? And think about the, that draft. If you just look at the top four players, okay? Look at Saquon Barkley. Think about this. Baker Mayfield went one. Saquon Barkley went two. Sam Darnold went three. If you could hold the draft all over again, Mayfield, Barkley, and Darnold wouldn't be anywhere near the top of the draft. Denzel Ward went four. Bradley Chubb, five. Quentin Nelson, six. Nelson, to me, and Josh Allen, seven. Think about that. Think about Quentin Nelson, six. Josh Allen, seven. If the draft were held all over again, Right? We always talk about that. If the draft were held all over again, 
If you could go back and redo the draft, where would Baker Mayfield go in that draft? And where would Sam Darnold go? Right? Think about that. Think about, you know, a second-round pick like Nick Chubb to the Cleveland Browns. Right? But where, where would Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold go if the 2018 draft were held all over again? I mean, where would Sam Darnold go in the draft? I always like to look back on that. I always love that. And you get great value down in the middle rounds of drafts too, all the time. But again, you look at Josh Allen and Quentin Nelson. Those are, I mean, Nelson turned around the, you know, Colts offensive line. So, you know, you just, you never know. You know, you look at all the moves. That's why everyone that thinks that the 49ers have a franchise quarterback in Trey Lance, based on what? Based on what? You don't have any idea. What are you, what are you basing that on? Are you basing that because the 49ers moved up in the draft and took him so high at number three? What, what, what makes you think that because of that, you have a franchise quarterback. Guy didn't play big-time college football, right? Then went two years basically without playing. And now because the 49ers gave up three first-round picks, you think all of a sudden that means you got a franchise quarterback? Maybe you do. Maybe you do have a franchise quarterback. Maybe you do. But what, But you don't know. You don't know it all. We're going to find out this year, though. That's for darn sure. We are going to find out this year. All right, let's get to some phone calls here on this uh, edition of Listen App, and we say hello to John. John, how are you today? Grant, I'm doing all right, but I got a goddamn flat tire, a big-ass nail in my left rear, and I'm getting a set of new tires today, so I didn't wreck it, but it could be worse, but could be better. Know what I mean? Man. Wow, how frustrating is that, buddy? Ah, God, if it was a Wednesday, I'd tell you all about it. But, man, it, it was extremely frustrating. However, I was at work cutting some stringers, and I looked over at my truck, and I saw the tire was going down. I'm like, wait, that looks a little low. And I went and looked at it, and there's a huge nail. But could be worse. Oh, my God. Now. Yeah, that's always the worst. That's the worst, man. That's the worst. Uh, I'll tell you, I, was, I moved into a new neighborhood a couple of years ago, and a lot of houses were being constructed. And I probably had three or four flat tires in a year, uh, all nails that ended up in the middle of the road from construction sites. And it was the most damn frustrating thing in the world. I actually had to buy uh, two new tires because they couldn't repair because of where the puncture of the tire went in. It's frustrating as all hell. Hey, you're absolutely preaching to the choir because my nail was right on the corner. He's like, ah. It just couldn't be plugged. And, you know, I'm not going to get a single freaking tire for my truck that I need to get, to, you know, to work every day and back. And my front ones, you know, I still probably had eight, 10,000 miles left. But on 50,000 mile tires, I decided I'm sucking it up. I'm just getting a whole new set all around because, you know, in five years when I need them, what's the economy going to look like then? I figure I'll suck it up right now. Right yeah. now. Yep, absolutely, man. Absolutely. What else is going on, buddy? 
uh, well, we were, you were talking a little bit of football and man, the 49ers and their quarterback situation. I don't really understand it because I don't know what Trey can do. I don't think anybody does. And I know he's fairly elusive in the backfield. You know, the, the times he has played, he's been fairly elusive. I know Jimmy Garoppolo is not the answer, but he's not a terrible guy. You, you just plan on there's going to be two or three throws or plays in a game where you're going to go, what the hell was he thinking? He didn't see Kittle there, or he didn't whoever it would be. There's just two or three plays a game where it just doesn't make sense. But that doesn't mean the other 50 he didn't do all right. But those two or three bad ones, man, they are magnified just hugely, just hugely. So I, I think – and obviously, well, Trey's going to be their well, starter. I think, obviously, but I really don't know. They, you know, they keep it close to the vest. John Lynch has done a great job putting that team together, and he seems like, hey, I've loved that guy since he came into the league, and he's done a great job putting that together. And hey, a lot of props to Kyle Shanahan too, but I think John Lynch is really done a great job, and I get maybe he knows best, but Niners fans shall see. It, it's just too early to tell. Well, first of all, first of all, I agree with you about John Lynch. Uh, and you can say all you want about Garoppolo. And I believe, you know, I, I do a show with Sean Salisbury on No yeah. Filter. And he made it very clear. He said what's puzzling to him is the number of easy throws uh, that he misses. And I think that's a great way of stating it. But with that said, we're talking about somebody that's uh, been in a Super Bowl. Okay, and also been in an NFC yep. championship game in three NFC years. And you you could say, Yeah, they have a great yeah. defense, they had a good okay, that's all fine and dandy. Running game, yeah, but, but yeah, but but he still did it. And you know, he also made some huge plays along the way. That's we'll right. see if Trey Lance can do that or not. We're gonna find out beginning in September. We're, that's the whole thing, man. We don't know until we know. We're gonna see, we're gonna find out. And if they keep him or not, I for some reason, I think they're going to keep it. I think that would be the best thing for him to do, even though, what is it, $25 million for a backup quarterback? Well, if Trey's no good, they're going to plug yep. him right in. Someone else in the yep. league gets hurt, they're going to be calling going, hey, what, what about that guy who was starting last year, Jimmy something, and pretend he's no good, and the Niners are going to say, well, this is what we want. And that's just how it's Okay, so you just said you just said if Trey Lance is no good, let's let's assume that Garoppolo stays on the 49ers. Let's just for sake of conversation uh, state that. And let's say Trey Lance struggles, you know, early. How long do you stay with Trey Lance? I mean, you've invested so much in him. You know, how long would you go before you go, you know what, he's not ready and we have to put Garoppolo in? I mean, you can't pull him after one game. So how long would you stay with him? I think I think four. I think four games. You got to okay. give someone a shot for four games. And if you go 0 and 4, 1 and 3, and he looks bad, you can plug Jimmy right in and say, hey, Trey, you're backing it. You're backing it up and you're going to learn some more. And Jimmy's, hey, he's not terrible. He's just inconsistently, incon I, don't know, I don't know what the word is. He's not terrible, but he's inconsistent. So, and, and hey, like you and Sean say, he's, there's, there's a problem. There's just something, something not there. I'm not sure what. Well, Sean thinks he's a Sean. Sean thinks he's a good quarterback. Oh, Sean think doesn't think he's not a good quarterback. I mean, flaws that right. are just—he's got flaws that are just so easy to see yep. at certain times. Yep. And, you know, I mean, I the Super Bowl. You know, the Super Bowl against Kansas City. You know, he missed some very easy throws to George Kittle in the fourth quarter. Now, I 
I feel I know my own opinion on that is the 49ers had the best defense in the NFL that year. No question. The Super Bowl that was played at Miami with Kansas City and the 49ers defense. I think the running game also was maybe the best that year. Yes, but the point I'm trying to make is the 49ers defense being number one in the NFL all year had many opportunities in the fourth quarter to get off the field and stop Kansas City, and they were completely unable to do that. So, you you know, you got to look at that as well. Yeah, you do got to look at that, but then you also look at Mahomes and, you know, all the weapons he had around him. I yep. mean, great, you know, yep. I mean, th- that was a that was a great matchup, and that was really a great game. So it was a great game, and why they didn't run the ball more, I have, you know, late, I have no idea, but I think that made me think after that game, Jimmy wanted some of the glory, but he doesn't seem like that kind of a Got guy, it. but it's like he wanted the glory and he wanted to throw the ball or something. I don't know. Yep. John, good hearing from you, buddy. You have a good uh, evening, hey, okay? You take care thing, of yourself. I, I heard part of yesterday's yep. show, and Ryan had a fantastic list on that. And, and yeah. that that was a quality radio. Not really radio, but it was it was good listening. I like to hear that, and uh, props to him, and and uh, everyone, all you guys, and we will talk. Well, I got, a, I got a little surprise for you, okay? Yeah. I'm having Ryan on my podcast tomorrow, and I'm going to talk. <laughs> yeah. Right. And he's got a... I've always believed uh, about paying it forward in this business. I think when you achieve, uh, when you become a professional, an announcer for a team, like I was blessed and privileged to be for so long, uh, you have a number of people that throughout the years will contact you. They'll ask you for advice. Um, you know, they'll send you things to listen to. And I always, always will try to help out. Uh, an aspiring broadcaster. What's different about Ryan is he's doing it in midstream. Most of the uh, people that reach out to me are people that are in high school or college. Okay. And that's not the case with Ryan. And I'll tell you what's also different. I used to tell, and this was, this was before the advent of podcast uh, and in really that era I used to tell someone if they were in their thirties and forties, and I used to have people that would reach out to me and they would go, Hey Grant, you know, I'm, I do this for a living, but I'm really trying to tr- change a midstream and become a broadcaster. And I would tell them very honestly, I would say, you know what? The chances of you doing that are very, very remote because radio and TV stations are not looking to hire somebody that did not study the field growing up and going through college and you're 35 now, and you don't like what you're doing in your occupation, and you want to completely switch fields and get into broadcasting, it was near impossible to do that. To do that. But now, John, because you can do so much on your own, such as what I'm doing here on Listen App or podcast, anyone can really get into broadcasting now. There's another individual, Nando, Nando Diaz. All right, He has a podcast now, and he features all Miami sports. And yep. I had him on my podcast doing a Grant's rant. I had a thing about a year ago. Hey, if you want to, if you think you can do a Grant's rant, I want to hear your rant. Come on. And he came on and I told him, I said, Hey, Nando, that was really good. And he goes, really? I said, yeah, it was really, really good. And he said, yeah, I've been thinking about, you know, starting a podcast. And I said, Nando, you should, you, you're, you're good. And he started a podcast out of his home. And he lives in New Jersey, but he's a diehard Miami fan. And he now has a very successful podcast talking about 
Miami sports. You couldn't have done that 15 years ago, 20 years ago. It, that, that, that medium, that platform did not exist. Now anyone can get into this field in terms of just talking about sports if you have talent. And Ryan is talented, but I want to hear it. He's also a huge Jim Rome fan. He's one of the clones. So he's going to come on my podcast tomorrow. We're going to have a lot of fun talking about it. Oh. Man, I can't wait to hear that. And uh, I wholeheartedly agree. Ryan, he does do a great job. I, I listened to Jim's show. I heard him. And I hear Ryan call. Uh, you know, I listen to JT the Brick. I think he called. You know, I hear him every now and then out of the blue. And now I, I recognize his voice enough, you know, in the background, if I'm working at home. I was gardening, I think it was whatever, Saturday. And I, damn, is that Ryan? And it was Ryan. And he brought up some quality points. <laughs> That's he brings great. up with you and I, you know. Quite often, it, it was cool to hear, and man, he's he's going to be good. He's going to he's going to do just fine. And hey, yep. if you guys ever need an interview, well, check don't out. hesitate to call, buddy. <laughs> yep. Take care, John. Have a good one, buddy. All right, buddy. You too. All right, there you go. It's a good call right there. And again, Ryan will be on my podcast tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I really am. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls with uh, Jerry here on Listen Up. Hey, Jerry, how are you today? I'm fine, Grant. How are you, sir? Good, buddy. What's up? Hey, Grant, I just want to follow up on uh, what John was saying. You know, you and Ryan, you know, dude, I can listen to you guys for hours. You know, Ryan, you know, he's really good at what he does. You, you know what, you are Grant freaking Napier, man. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know what, you guys do it really, really, really good. Well, I appreciate it, but I know he appreciates it more than I do. And I don't mean that in a snobbish, uh, you know, egotistical way, because I've never been... <laughs> I've never been egotistical in what I do. I've always been blessed and privileged to what I do, but I've had a career and I'm happy with my career. And Ryan is just trying to break through and have, you know, a successful platform like I've had. So we're, we're, we'll talk about all of that on my podcast tomorrow. And I hope, uh, I hope you find it enjoyable. And sir, let me ask you one more thing, Grant. Um, you know, what do you think about the Debo Samuel uh, refusing to sign a, a kid's uh, football? I didn't hear that story. What happened? No, um, I guess uh, Debo was out signing posters because I guess, you know, uh, that's what his thing was. Uh, he, he was signing posters and he signed this kid's jersey and the poster and the father pulled out a football and Debo Samuel was walking away. And I guess he said that he can't sign that now because there was like three to 500 kids there that he had to get to and the father Father made a big old thing about it that, you know, you're not professional, you're not this, you're not that. Grant, let me ask you, Grant, you know what, you're, you're a household name in Sacramento. Um, and you said before that people in Miami don't know who you are, but people do in Sacramento do. Uh, would you find it, uh, like, was it frustrating for you, like, if you were, you know, after the Kings games and things like that, you would be at a restaurant with your kids, with your wife? Would you find it irritating when people would come up to you and want a picture, an autograph, something like that, when you're trying to spend time with your wife? No. No, uh, for this reason. Uh, I think as a public figure, you, that comes with the territory. and. If you're going to be, if you're going to take on the role of a public figure and as an announcer for the only professional franchise in town, I think with, with it comes the responsibility and an obligation. And the responsibility is to appease the fans and 
here's the other aspect of it, Jerry. Let's say that I'm rude to an individual, hypothetically out in public, and I always tried never, ever, ever to do that, ever. That person then may have ended up growing up idolizing me. They may love me. And now all of a sudden, I've completely disappointed that individual. And then they go home and tell their spouse or their brother or their sister or their neighbor. And then their neighbors go and tell their neighbors. And then they, and then all of a sudden, because you disappointed one fan, now all of a sudden, 200 people think you're an idiot. Okay. They may not have any idea what happened. They may not know. So there's that aspect of it as well. I will say this based on the story that you just told me about Debo Samuel. I think he's 100% correct in not signing the football. If you are at an event, your job is to sign, you know, hundreds of autographs with kids. You know, you can't be signing, you know, the five things for an individual. All right. You already told me he signed two things for that individual. And in my opinion, the parent there, if you said the father, I think he was uh, out of line. I think he was taking advantage of the situation. Right. And Debo Samuel, if that were the case, and he had to sign all these other autographs. You can't sit there and spend that much time with one person when you have a couple of other hundred people that are waiting for your autograph as well. So that that is part of it, okay? And it's called, uh, it's just called proper conduct. I used to be, you know, at events where, uh, you know, the Kings would have these events annually where I would sit there and take pictures and sign stuff for people. And that was just only me. And, you know, I would take pictures with tons of people and I would sign things, but there were every once in a while, there would be an individual that would take advantage of the situation by wanting me to sign this, sign that, Hey, I've got this to sign. And you got a lot of other people waiting in line and it's not fair to them. So in this particular situation, based on the scene that you just illustrated for me, I think Debo Samuel was right. I think the individual that wanted the football sign was wrong. Grant, uh, what would you say that after a Kings game, did you ever stay afterwards and took autographs always. and or, I mean, always, I mean, signed autographs, always. took pictures, always after oh, every game God. home and on the road, I would always have fans come down to my broadcast position and I'll be very honest with you. All right. There were days after I would do a full radio show beginning at three o'clock, do a, an emotional Kings game that was, you know, back and forth that required a lot of energy when I would get off the air of a Kings game, I was wiped out and my wife would be waiting for me. And all I wanted to do was go into a place of solitude, meaning my car with no radio on. I would not talk to my, she knows this. She knew after she knew I told her, or I go, listen, I'm not being rude. I'm, I just, I, I need to not talk for a half hour on the way home. And we wouldn't talk. I mean, maybe just a little bit, but the point is that was my debriefing period of time. And so, but, but the fans always come first. I always, you know who I learned that from by watching Chick Hearn when I was very early in my career, I'll never forget this, you know, Chick Hearn, the legendary Chick Hearn after games would always, always be taking pictures with fans and signing autographs. And I remember I remember the first time I saw that, I was like, wow, that's chick freaking Hearn. And I always, I always, always, always would have time for fans 
at the end of games. And there were, and I'm being honest, Jerry, there were times when that's the last thing in the world I wanted to do, but it's part of your job. It's the responsibility of being in that position. And I did it. I smiled. I, uh, made sure I would always tell people when they took my pictures and they were all excited, I would say, I go, Hey, make sure the pictures are okay. Hey, are the pictures okay? Take a look. Are, is it good? Because I didn't want people then to leave and me leave. And then they look at the picture two minutes later and they're disappointed because it's a blurry picture or whatever. So I would always say, Hey, did the picture come out? Okay. And if not, I would say, let's take another one. I mean, I always tried to right. do that for the fans. Always. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress, we all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And then, Grant, even after you would do the Jim Rome show, come back to Sacramento and do your radio show and then the Kings game. My, my God, how did you even have that energy? Uh, Red Bull. Uh, and I did that a couple of times where I would do, I did that a couple of times. I did that a couple of times. I really did where I did the Jim Rome show from nine to 12, hopped on a flight out of, uh, John Wayne, uh, went to the arena in Sacramento, did my show at three and then did a game. And, but listen, I was, I was, I was like, I used to say this to myself, Jerry. And I used to mean this. I was like, I'm never going to complain about that. I'm never going to complain about, gee, I'm overworked or I'm not. What are you kidding me? Wait a minute. I just did a national radio show. Okay. Uh, shown all over North America on TV and radio. And now I'm doing a show followed by an NBA game. Listen, if you had told me back in college, okay. Or, or in my early twenties or my mid twenties that someday I would be doing a day of like of work like that. It's what we all dream for in this business. So I never once ever complained. I never went on the air and said, gee, I'm so tired. Fans don't want to hear that. They, 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 they're expecting you to be there every day uh, to be, you know, listen, I didn't have great shows every day. Right. There were some days I didn't have a good radio show. There were some days I didn't call a good game and it used to frustrate me and I could not wait until the next game. Now I was probably the only one that knew that 
The fans watching probably didn't go, gee, Grant was off his game tonight. Maybe sometimes, but I knew it. And man, I would go home and I would be so pissed. And I remember my wife would go, what's wrong? And I'm like, man, I didn't call a good game tonight. And she goes, oh, you know, no one knows. I go, I know. And I go, I'm better than that. And I can't wait for the game on Thursday because I'm going to hit it out of the park. And I would literally gear up all day to have a perfect broadcast. And I've never in my life had a perfect broadcast. And I did the NBA for 32 years. It's not, it's not possible to have a perfect broadcast. When you do a two and a half hour show, it's not possible to hit 100%. I had days when I was in the high 90s, but never 100. But if I had a day where I was at 85% for my standards, I was like, that is not acceptable. And I used to, it used to drive me crazy. It used to, I would have trouble sleeping at night and I would count down the hours until the next game. So that's how I always approach my job. You know, you say that, but you know what? The ratings do not lie for your show in Sacramento. The, right. The, the ratings do not lie, Grant. I mean, obviously you were doing something good, right? Yeah. Listen, I'm, anyone that's on the same station doing the same thing for 26 years uh, is doing something right. So, hey, Jerry, good call today. Wait a minute, I really Grant. I got one more thing, Grant. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you said yesterday uh, when you were talking to uh, Ryan that John and Jerry, uh, you, and you said they were entertaining. I hope that I was entertaining today. You were. That's an excellent call, Jerry. <laughs> uh, excellent call, buddy. You, trust me. You Thank were. You. Really. I give you, hey, Jerry, I'm giving yes, you sir? an A. I'm giving you an A for today's phone call, buddy. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. Take Ryan. care, bud. <laughs> All right. Be good. You get an A. All right. Yeah. You get an A. I love that. All right, let's get to uh, some other phone calls right here on Listen App. <laughs> All right, we get to Jeff. Hello, Jeff. Hey, Grant. How you doing today? Good, buddy. How are you? Oh, good. I was just listening to Jerry there. And, uh, sounds to me like you hit a hat trick on those days when you did Rome. <laughs> yeah, that was a hat trick. That was that the natural hat trick, you know? <laughs> That's a hat trick for Grant. Anyways, uh, uh, I don't know. I got you a little late because I was looking at some properties and stuff. But uh, did you bring up the Brittany Griner issue today? Did I bring up the what issue? Brittany Griner, the W. The w no, you know what? I didn't bring up that issue. And the, the, we could have done it on Open Forum Wednesday. But that issue has nothing to do with sports. It's not a sports story. Okay, it's a political issue. And so I haven't talked about it one time. Because it has nothing to do with sports. So it's well, not, it's, it doesn't. It has no, absolutely nothing in the world to do with sports. It has to do with somebody that brought illegal drugs right. across the border of another country. And that has you. nothing to do with sports. But go ahead. I'm with you. No, she pleaded guilty today after everything. I saw that. I saw yeah. that. And my question to you was, if she wasn't an athlete or whatever, and she was just Joe Blow, I mean, and they're all ranting and raving, wanting Biden to get a release because she's supposed to this famous athlete. I mean, you know, my take is just like you. You know, the foreign countries, especially communist countries, when it comes to that kind of uh, stuff, drugs and uh, paraphernalia and all that, you, you, you're just asking for trouble. So I would now, say this. I, I, I'm blessed. I've traveled around the world multiple times. And I've been to many, many, many foreign countries. And the one thing you realize as an American 
as all of the great rights that we have in the United States of America, that does not apply when you're traveling abroad. Okay, it's almost like when you go to somebody else's house for dinner or whatever, you abide by their rules. If they ask you to take your mm. shoes off before you enter the home, even though that's mm. something I would never do in my home, you take your shoes off. When you travel abroad, okay, and again, I don't know if what, 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 what Becky did or did not do intentionally, all right? But what I am saying is if you attempt to bring any illegal narcotic into another country, then you're stupid, okay? And you oh, are yeah. now not, you're not under the protection of the United States of America, okay? Have you ever, you ever see the show um, Locked Up Abroad on Nat Geo? No, I missed that, but. Okay, well, there's a, show on Nat, there's a show on Nat Geo and it's called Locked Up Abroad. And it's okay. about people and even though this is on a much bigger scale than uh, than Becky Griner, that yeah. have tried to smuggle or they've been caught bringing narcotics across the border, and then they are completely under the law and order of the governing body of where they are. Now, could I say that Becky's punishment for what she was alleged to have carried across the border extreme? I can say that. I do believe it's extreme. But what's extreme in China or Russia or North Korea or other parts of the world and what's extreme here don't apply. We all have different laws. We abide by different uh, governments. And she made a grave mistake. And if she, if she did it intentionally, then she is, for lack of a better term, stupid and deserves, I don't know if she deserves to be locked up for 10 years, but the point no. is, you're not an American at that point. No, you are under, you're, you're, you're under law and order of the country that you're in. Well, that's the thing. I mean, these woke things, they don't want to deal with any consequences to what you do. I mean, there's consequences. Maybe it's way too much, like you said, but I imagine you must have been through, I can't even, you probably can't even count the times you went through customs. A number of times. And I listen, I have no I'm I'm anti drug. Okay. I don't right. I don't I, I'm I'm anti drug. I've never done drugs. I'm anti marijuana. I'm anti I'm not medicinal marijuana, but I'm anti hate it. I'm 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 anti drugs. I'm as about anti drugs as anyone you'll come across. So I would never ever find myself in that situation. However, there are other things you can't take across the border as well. And I would always look where I'm going. Uh, about can I take this? Can I take that? Even prescription medication and other things. I mean, you have to be you have to be aware of where you are. I'll make. I'll tell you this. Uh, I went to Thailand for a wedding, and I landed in Thailand. This was a while ago, and yeah. it was during the it was during the pandemic, right? And right. I knew full well what what happened to me if I tested positive for COVID. And when I landed in Thailand, they had a one night quarantine and I felt fine. I didn't have a fever. I didn't have a sore throat. I didn't have a cold. I didn't have anything. And I landed and I was taken to a drive up COVID test area. The window in the vehicle rolled down. I got the nasal swab and I had to go to a hotel for one night and I had to stay there until I got my result. My result came back positive. I was asymptomatic. Oh. I, wait a minute. I was asymptomatic. 
under the Thai law, I had to be transported via ambulance to a facility, although it was not a hospital. It was called the Hospital, which is a hotel that has been uh, trans basically transformed into a medical building. And I had to stay there for 11 nights and could not oh. leave the room. But 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 listen to me. I had nothing. I had no symptoms. OK, but I knew before I got into the country that that was a consequence. Now, I missed the wedding. I missed my yeah. friend's wedding. I got out of quarantine and flew home back to the United States because I had to get back. So, I mean, that's not maybe the same example as carrying narcotics, but it's the same premise. If I at once I go into the border of Thailand, I'm not an American anymore. I'm under the Thai government. And I knew that that was a risk that I was going to take. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to get COVID because I had just tested positive 48 hours before I got on the airplane because you needed it to fly. And I, again, I had no symptoms, Jeff. And wow. yet once I got the call, I then was under everything they told me. I was not even allowed to leave my room and walk up and down the hallway for exercise. Okay. Oh. 11 days. I could not leave the room. So, uh, and I was, listen, I, I had, I had a person with a hazmat suit come into my room every morning, take my, take my blood pressure, take my temperature. I was, I was forced to, I was forced and I mean this forced to go out into the hallway and take a chest x-ray. Okay. I mean, so I didn't want to take a chest x-ray. I had nothing wrong with me, but they said, you have to. And I was little, and at that point, I'm like, I have to. I'm not. A, I'm not a United States citizen at that point. I'm a person visiting a foreign country, and I stood there in the hallway in front of a portable X-ray machine and had a chest X-ray taken. And then four days later, they made me take another chest X-ray. Okay, and I'm like, why do I have to take a chest X-ray for? And they go, well, you have to. And I'm like, okay. What was I going to do? I couldn't say no. So again, I'm going off on a tangent here. But when you travel to another country, you better damn well know what their laws are. And you better be prepared for something that is unforeseeable and know how you're going to deal with it. No, you're, you're right. I lived in Europe for three years when I was in the service. And I lived by the Eiffel. So I, I went into Luxembourg, Paris, Amsterdam. You know, Amsterdam's really loose. With their yep. with their rules and their but you know I traveled all around and they're just you had to, like you're saying you just you don't know especially when right. I was there I was there in the uh, late 80s 90s and and they weren't too keen on Americans because that's when the Cold War with the Russians and Reagan and I was at many guest houses and drinking establishments drinking beer and trying to get into some discussions with the the locals and they weren't too keen on americans now you listen you got to be aware of all of that hey jeff um great hearing from you today as always you have a good day okay all right take it easy man. Bye. all right take it easy and again if you're anyone that travels abroad you're not an american when you step onto someone else's soil and by that i mean you are an american but the point is your laws in your governing body of the United States of America doesn't help you. Okay. <laughs> you just, you know, you, you have to recognize that just the way it is. All right. Speaking of Ryan, he is with us right now here on Listen Up. Good afternoon, Ryan. Good afternoon, sir. How are you doing? I'm good. 
Hey, uh, when's your episode of Locked Up Abroad coming out? <laughs> hey, I was locked up abroad. I was in a hotel room locked up abroad, but that's, again, hey, I knew it. I, I knew, and by the way, uh, there were thousands of other people that were traveling to other regions of the world, and the same thing was happening, and they were being quarantined too upon arrival for 10 nights. I was well, actually quarantined for 11 nights, but that's just the way it is. Well, at least you weren't on the uh, cruise ship. <laughs> well, there you go. Same thing. Think about all the passengers that said, oh, I'm going to try to go on a cruise, which I never quite understood. I mean, that would be the last place that I would go during the pandemic. Uh, and the same thing would happen. So, yes, absolutely. Understandable. Yeah, no doubt. So a couple things I want to say. Thank you to the guys um, for the nice comments. It's not hard to look good when you're talking to somebody like Grant. So I firmly put that on him and Grant. I'm looking forward to our podcast tomorrow. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. Um, and thank you for the platform. But you perked my ears about the 2018 NFL draft. If you had to switch the order, I have mine here. What would yours be? Uh, I haven't analyzed the entire draft, but I would have Josh Allen one and Quentin Nelson two. So we're on the same page. I got Josh Allen one, Quentin Nelson two, Saquon three, Denzel Ward four. Bradley All right, Chubb. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. Why would you have Saquon Barkley three? Saquon Barkley's done nothing. Now, I know he's been on a bad team, but why would you take him three? I, would, I wouldn't even take Saquon Barkley anywhere near the top of the first round. I would take Nick Chubb over Saquon Barkley. you got to be kidding me. It, well, why would you take Barkley? What's Barkley done? Name me it, one thing. that. What has, what has Saquon Barkley done? He had a great couple years until he started getting No, injured. he didn't. He has not had a Come great on. couple of years. No, he hasn't. He hasn't. Saquon Barkley's done nothing for the Giants. Nothing. I disagree. I think he opened up the field for some of the quarterbacks, <laughs> even though you haven't had no. the best quarterbacks in the backfield. No, no, he did. I've watched every game he's played. He's he, he played, first of all, in all fairness, Ryan, he's played behind arguably the worst offensive line of football while he was there. OK, he played with a young, inexperienced quarterback in Daniel Jones, uh, and then he tore his ACL. So I give him a pass on that. I mean, so much so that the Giants don't even know what they're going to do with him, contractually speaking, uh, because, you know, this is the year for him. So I I don't agree. But anyway, go ahead. Who's number four on your list? I got Denzel Ward four. Yep. I got Bradley Chubb five. I've got Calvin. This is going to be the surprise. Calvin Ridley six. And I got Baker seven. Why would you take Baker so high? Tell me why. I, I think it's obviously he ended up and we're looking at this at the 2018 perspective, but he he had kind of that gunslinger mindset. He seemed like he was going to be a really, really good just on the field leader. Obviously, that hasn't panned out. But I mean, I, I'm taking Baker over Darnold and taking Baker. Me too. Oh, go ahead. Over Josh. No, I'm taking Baker over Donald. I think you're spot. I think you're 100% spot on. Yes. So uh, if you, where would you slot Rosen and Donald looking back at what we know now? I wouldn't even take Rosen. I would leave him undrafted. I don't even think the guys can play. I mean, how many opportunities are you going to give somebody to play in the NFL? I don't think he can play. I don't, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't waste a draft pick on Rosen. I would take a draft pick on Donald. I would have taken, I, I would take, Sam Darnold 
if the draft were held all over again on the value of quarterbacks, I would probably take him in the second round, and I'll tell you why. I think that it's very difficult to assess his uh, future based on what happened in New York. No skilled people, horrible coaching, horrible schemes, bad talent everywhere. All right. I can't necessarily blame that on Darnold. I mean, how did Zach Wilson play last year? So I look at Darnold, goes to Carolina. Uh, I thought he played well until Christian McCaffrey got hurt. And when McCaffrey got hurt, Darnold looked lost out on the field. I think as a quarterback, you have to have certain elements to be successful. So I'm not saying that Darnold cannot play, but when I look at Josh Rosen, there's nothing that I see in his game, Ryan, that would lead me to believe that he can play in the National Football League. I agree. I, I had him undrafted as well. Um, hey, I'm going to hop off, but I do want to share one story just based yeah. off what you were saying. Um, there was a time when I was playing college basketball, I was working out with Al Biakani. And yep. Al, from time to time, would have some of us out to the games. It was literally halftime. And he brought us down to the court. And you're in the middle of a broadcast. You're in, like, what, a 12-minute break if you're not going to the bathroom and grabbing a quick bite in the media room. And we had a couple-minute conversation. You took a picture with us. So everything you're saying about how you treat the fans and your mindset towards that is absolutely true. And I want people to know that because that I appreciate was a really, that. Well, really cool experience. You know what? I, I, I don't understand uh, announcers or people in the public eye that don't realize that because without the fans, I have no job. I have nothing. And I never wanted people going around speaking badly about me because I was rude to them when I met them. And I never wanted to be that person. So I've always worked hard to give time to the fans when I was out in public. And listen, the, you know, the only there was only one time that I got upset at an individual. I was with my wife. This is no no exaggeration. And we were at the high stakes restaurant at Thunder Valley in Roseville. And it was her birthday. And they had just brought a cake out for her. And the candles were lit. I swear on my life. And some fan came up to me and started asking me questions. And I actually stopped. I said, you see what is going on here? It's my wife's. She was literally making her birthday wish in her mind and getting ready to blow out her candles. And my wife would never, ever be rude to somebody in public. And she looked at the guy and said, are you effing kidding me? And I would normally say, babe, it's okay. But this time I didn't say anything because I just thought that was so egregious. And so like, what, what is wrong with an individual? You're going to go up and you're going to, you're going to do that right when she's getting ready to blow out her candles. That's the only time ever that I remember being standoffish to a fan in Sacramento. That's the only time. Well, you guys were probably nicer than I would have been in that situation. <laughs> um, but no, like uh, talking about the signed football, it, it you, you people don't understand how many times athletes are hit up in, you know, airports if it's off season and asked to sign 19 things. And it, you and I are not going to put 19 signed items up in our house from the same athlete. It's all going to the internet. So um, I, I totally get that frustration. And, you know, there are those times um, where you should not bother athletes and or you as a public figure. 
if you're having a private moment, I mean, know the setting, know what's going on and pick your right time if you want to go up and say hi. So that's just, you know, some people have not grown up around athletes, they've not been around celebrities, and they just, you know, it doesn't matter what's going on. And yeah, so. Amen. Hey, you take care. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds Very good. soon, See actually. You All right. See ya. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Good stuff right there with uh, Ryan. All right. Let's get to uh, Brian. He'll be next right here on Listen App. Hey, Brian. How are you? Hey, Grant. It's been a minute. I hope you've been doing good. Been listening to the show. Just haven't called in. It's been some great combos the last few days. Uh, you know, the Jim Rose show was brought up. I will say, because I you know, listen to your show and his show religiously. And uh, his show misses you, man. You were one of the best hosts, in my, the best host, in my opinion. Uh, and you just did an amazing job when you fill in. Uh, you can tell when callers called the show who didn't know your background in Sacramento, perhaps, you know, you could just tell the conversation, your expertise, your knowledge was very, uh, very well known. And you could tell, and it was, we miss having you on the Rome show, my friend. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I miss doing it. Um, but, you know, that's part of the deal. And uh, I did it for probably 15 years or so. And it was one of the real joys of my career. So I do appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. The all timer, Brad and Corona, you know, one of the best callers in the history. And yeah. <laughs> that was a funny, that was a funny bit there. Uh, yeah, we got, uh, you know, Brad and I became friends over Brad and I became friends over that. Um, we, you know, started exchanging messages and, we uh, actually, you know, would text uh, uh, every now and then. And uh, we almost met one time down uh, in L.A., but we couldn't make it. Uh, but, yeah. So, again, the, the clones are the best, man. They're great people. But I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I know for sure. Uh, you know, football has been a topic. Just want, want to touch base briefly. You know, some of the quarterbacks in Ryan's list there and so forth, it just kind of shows you, especially in this day and age, you can do all the number crunching. It ends up being somewhat of a crapshoot. And and it's one thing for a team to burn one pick and take the chance on a first round or whatever the case may be. But in the Niners situation where they've given up two or three, whatever it is, draft picks, they have put a lot on the line here. And, and you know, it's one thing to take one you know, or burn one pick, but with what they've given up, they better be right. Otherwise, they are they they, they put themselves back. It would set their franchise. It will set their franchise back for years if they're not. Exactly right. And and John Lynch has been has done a great job, you know, in my opinion, for the most part. Uh, but this is a roll of the dice with them, and we shall see. And the one thing I confident 
saying is John did not expect Jimmy to be on the roster as of today. So that to see how this plays out, it's going to be very interesting to say the least. Brian, good hearing from you as always, buddy. Thanks very much. And I uh, hope you've been yep. well and uh, call again. We'll talk to you soon. Take Sounds care. Good. See you. All right. Good stuff right there from Brian. Been a good show today, man. Really enjoyed this. Uh, we will wrap up the week tomorrow. So uh, really, well, let's get to Rich here before we say goodbye. We'll see if we can uh, get a full phone call with Rich today for the first time since I've been doing this show. Rich, are you with me, buddy? Going once, going twice. Are we hey, on? Rich, how are you today? Rich? We got gotcha. you. Rich, what's going on? All right. You know, Rich, I got to tell you, Rich, it's so frustrating. Uh, you're, there is something just wrong with however you call me or whatever. And uh, I would love to be able to have an extended conversation with you. I really would, Rich. Uh, I just I don't understand why we have so many issues when you call. All right. Uh, for everyone else, thank you so much. Don't forget to listen to my podcast tomorrow with Ryan. I'm really excited about exploring his life. And I think he does a hell of a job. He's extremely knowledgeable. He's somebody that I would love to see be successful in this business. And again, I always believe in paying it forward. Uh, I would not have been in my position were it not for Marv Albert reaching. Uh, I, I sent Marv Albert a tape of my work when I was in junior high school. And Marv sent me back a unbelievable response on Channel 4, WNBC TV letterhead with large font print, because that's what we used back then. When I say we, I wasn't in the business then, but when I got into the business uh, on a teleprompter, so the, the, the words were larger, the letters were larger. And I saved that letter forever. And when I met Marv Albert at Madison Square Garden one night through a friend, he could not have been nicer to me. And that's another thing that I've always remembered is how Marv treated me when I was in eighth or ninth grade. And it shaped my career. And when I did a game in 1988, fast forward at Madison Square Garden for the first time with the Kings playing the Knicks, and Marv is literally sitting four chairs to my left announcing the same game that I was. It was like an out-of-body experience that night. So when I have broadcasters reach out to me, I always will make time for them, always. So I'm looking forward to uh, my podcast with Ryan tomorrow. Hey, be well. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Listen Up. So long, everybody. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chabacasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.